Today is Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, nerds. <laughs> so, <laughs> today we have something really cool. Uh, we are reviewing, actually I'm not reviewing, we're just looking at the reviews of these five games that were supposed to be released on February 15th, and yet we're seeing the reviews being posted on Valentine's Day. And it's such a cool thing that we're seeing this that, you know, these games are coming out all on the same day. It's really cool. I don't think I've ever seen, like, this many games come out on the same day. And these these are five games that look really, really good. But the reviews don't look good. Well, let's delve deep into what doesn't work for these games. Shall we? Well, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. The first game that we're starting today with is Jump Force. Last night we actually talked about Jump Force and the user reviews. We said that the user reviews were abysmal. 5.7. 5.7. How? Why? Well, didn't look good. Didn't really expect it to look good either. But 5.7 is really bad. I thought the Lowest this game would get would probably be 75 or something. And the highest it would probably get, I thought it would be 82 at most, being very generous. But 57 from users and 62 from critics, that is bad. Metacritic likes to call this mediocre, but it's not. Like, they think that bad should be in the realm of 40 or 10, but... Come on, how can you do that? Like, okay, this is this is pretty bad. Now, what is the common criticism? What are basic common criticisms that people have about this? And honestly, it doesn't look like it's much different with the other games as well. The common criticism is that the story is really cliche. And why do people think that's a problem? Well, 50 years of Shonen Jump. You have all these characters in one big story. You probably should have some kind of a story that excites people and they look at it and they're like, wow, I really love it. This is a great tribute to 50 years. But it's a cliche story. They have a lot of problems with the cutscenes, calling them out of date. Some people saying that even the animations are worse than anything they've seen. And that is bad. Like, honestly, yeah, I agree. Some cutscenes that I've been watching on YouTube, they look horrifying. One scene in particular was the characters from Death Note, Light and Ryuk, coming and, well, Ryuk doesn't open his mouth or anything, but apparently he's talking and you have subtitles. And I'm like, how are you talking? And that's distracting because you think that, okay, nobody's talking, what's the subtitle? And you see that apparently it's Ryuk. So yeah, there's a lot of problems with the 
game. They say gameplay is fine. It's okay if you want to play it, but it's definitely not worth the 60 bucks. And they're saying that for anime fans, it will be satisfying for some time, but it will start to get boring, especially since your own character doesn't get more than only three movesets. And I gotta say, that is absolutely bad. Like, how can it give us some only three movesets out of everything? Jesus. Well, there's a lot of problems with this game, and it kind of showed, but I expected some good story. I mean, I thought that they were keeping it under wraps. Not like, you know, they thought to themselves, like, okay, we don't have a good story, let's just not advertise it. Well, anyways, that's for Jump Force. We're not going to delve way too deep into these reviews. We're just going to say the common criticism and, of course, what people liked anyway. Combat was something they liked. They thought it was good. Something that people really hated was the ratio between female heroes and male heroes. I'm not going to get into feminism talk here, but I have to say I also agree. Japanese mangas usually pride themselves on having so many different female protagonists that they don't really, you know, talk about that, um, that, you know, when we say Hollywood doesn't have that many female superheroes or things like that, you know, for manga, that's not the case. And you always see them having, like, great characters. But in this game, apparently, we don't get to see many of them, and it shows. Honestly, this might be a little bit cliche, but many people who like mangas, before they started liking the main character, they probably liked the female characters that came with them. I mean, that was the case for me when I wanted to watch Naruto. I mean, like I said, I haven't watched it that much, but the times that I watched it, it was mainly for that pink, um, pink-colored her girl. Or for Dragon Ball, many people watch it for Bulma, before they start to like Goku more and more, everything. It's always like that. So, not having female characters, at least, you know, have them more, is a, a real bad thing. And this is not something you can fix that easily. I mean, if you're going to add characters, it's going to be DLC, and you're going to ask for money to add characters. And, you know, if people are going to be really pissed about this, this means that they have to spend a lot of their character slots for only female characters, which is going to piss some other people again. So, wrong move, Bandai. Wrong move. Anyways, let's move on to Far Cry New Dawn. Far Cry New Dawn was actually pegged as one of the most creative Far Cry games, and it was said to be perhaps one of the best ones before launch, but now it has, and, well, the reviews aren't good. 73... <clears throat> Sorry. 73 is the official score of Far Cry New Dawn. People are saying that basically it's a shallow game. It doesn't have much content to go with. They say that the story is almost non-existent, which is weird to me. Um, although I have to say, yeah, Far Cry is always light on story, but to say that it's almost non-existent is really bad. They're saying that you know there are some really good surprises, such as superpowers... Spoilers, GameSpot. And they're also saying the main problem is that you don't see a lot of difference in Hope County. For those of you who have played Far Cry 5, going into New Dawn, it isn't that big of a thing that can really change the game to the point that you're like, okay, I want to buy this game. So they're saying that this is 
just like Far Cry Primal. Another idea that was good on the surface, but terribly executed, so this is what happens. Far Cry New Dawn should have been better, could have been better, but unfortunately it isn't better than what you might expect. So, yeah. Far Cry New Dawn um, has a little surprise for fans, like I said, the superpower thingies. Um, probably the whole aesthetic of the game, but the problem is that they say it's not that much to validate it as one separate game. However, it should be said that, well, it's only 40 bucks. You can, like, just, you know, be a little bit more okay, like, you know, instead of bashing it that badly, you can say that, okay, it's not that bad. However, funny thing, most of the reviews gave it an 8, saying that it's not that great, but it's not that bad. It's more of an exciting game that you can play and have fun with, but nothing that you will definitely come back for. But then you have so many other ones that decided to give it 70, 60, and the problem is that, again, there's a lot of potential here, but as usual, Ubisoft doesn't do it. That's the problem with Ubisoft. They always have great ideas. Honestly, they do. I don't deny that. But when it comes to execution, they execute their ideas instead of actually doing it in the best way. So, I don't know why, but I hope that Ubisoft changes for the better. I mean, they're still the same things that we've bought. Uh, <laughs> by the way, I just saw a joke from Bandai Namco on their Twitter. It says, roses are red, violets are blue. Oh my, wow. <laughs> Everybody knows what this is from. Okay, Far Cry New Dawn, that's that. Then we have Metro Exodus uh, with 28 critical score. It has 28 critics. Uh, don't get it wrong that I'm saying it's 28 out of 100. 28 critics gave it a score and it has 80 Sitting pretty at 80, even the Xbox One or PC is weird, like 80? Uh, mostly it's positive, but there are many mixed reviews as well. They're saying that um, basically it doesn't do anything wrong as a shooter, but where those things were original, the previous ones were original and refreshing to see something new, this is just another one that's just the shooting, 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 things like that. If you have played Metro, you either really, really like it or you hate it. There's, unfortunately, there's nothing in between. I rarely see people who are basically indifferent to it. People are mostly like, I love this game. Some people are like, oh shit, this is shit. But to be honest, I think that even though I played only one of them, I think that the Metro has some great ideas and it was refreshing, honestly, to see what it try to be in a world dominated by mindless shooters. But the thing is that not everyone agrees. Some people say that, yeah, it's not the same. It's not the same refreshing thing. But at the same time, it's not that bad either. For example, PlayStation Official Magazine UK says that the inclusion of new sandbox maps, accessible crafting, and beautiful as well as generally horrific moments ensures that Metro Exodus keeps the series on track. Well, they're basically saying that, you know, the additions, the new additions to the series are really good, 
and the game truly does well to really um, keep you looped in. Then it says that, uh, then we have Dark Station giving it a 9, and says it moves out of the subterranean world of the first two games. Exodus preserves the tense stealth shooter while going up into a vastly more varied and interesting series of environments. Even on normal difficulty, it's a challenging game, an unforgiving shooter. So as you can see, this game, according to some critics, is pretty much on par in terms of gameplay with the other ones, but they're saying that, well, it is different. It's not in the same category with those two, mainly because those two took place in a special place. This one does not take in that special place, and it's not bad, but some people are saying that that is bad. That is too much of a change. People don't like change. So there we have it, 80. If you want to play it, I think that if you're a fan of Metro Exodus or Metro series at all, go play it. I don't think you'll be sorry about it. But if you're a fan of... Yikes, this one's actually... This one's actually really bad. If you're a fan of Crackdown... <laughs> Crackdown 3 just had its score uploaded by Metacritic. They just you know started putting it. Before this, they, they, I had to look up the reviews. But they put it here and 62. <laughs> this is worse than Jump Force. Out of the five games today, this one is the worst one. Crackdown 3 has a score of 62. Well, this is, I don't know how to even put it. I mean, we knew this would happen, didn't we? The series had so much change that, you know, Microsoft just said, okay, screw it, just release it, I don't care, this cannot be fixed. And there you have it, like even Generation Xbox Magazine, or website, I'm not sure which it is, says Crackdown 3 is a great rendition to the franchise roots. The third game takes back the essence lost in the second one and still can provide a fun and addictive gameplay. However, we give it a 7 out of 10. Now, it seems like the Crackdown 3 is very different than the second one. According to reviews I kept reading online, they're saying that this is a very different game than the second one, so it can you know, be forgiven for its shortcomings a little bit because it's better than that. But they're saying that you know this long development cycle, not having a story, not having a challenging um game like you know it's not it's something that you know they say that even though terry cruz really helps the game they say that the game is not something that you know you can stick around for a long time they're saying that you know it's not it's not bad it's not but it's not fun either like here we have um from windows central it says just doesn't meet contemporary standards as a premium 60 dollar title Dated visuals, thin gameplay features, and an under-delivered story. Yeah, again with story. Three games that we have and all of them are saying the story is shit. Probably nobody cares about the story writing anymore in this world. I don't know why. Gamers do, developers don't. Um, there are too many open-world superhero-style games that simply do it better. That said, it is not a bad game, but by, by any means. Um... To enjoy Crackdown 3, you probably need to be the type of person who really likes basic sandbox mayhem, because that's effectively all Crackdown 3 has and wants to offer you. So basically, no good story, not much of a huge gameplay thingy, um, visuals obviously are dated because it's, this has been way too long in the making, 
And they're saying that, okay, this is just mayhem. Just think of it as a just cause type game that just wants to, you know, do crazy shit and not care about it. Of course, then you see IGN gives a campaign of five. And then you see Crackdown given a five again by GameSpot. Well, yikes. Well, this is what GameSpot said. I usually actually like GameSpot's reviews. I think they're fair in many, many cases. Though, it has to be said that sometimes IGN is not fair or right. Sometimes GameSpot is not right. But GameSpot's ratio is far better than IGN these days. So, they say the good is once you power it up, it's fun to jump high into the air and throw tanks at enemy spaces. <laughs> Rooftop races and missions where you climb towers are exhilarating. Not bad. The va- now the bad things. The vast majority of objectives are repetitive and uninteresting. Most, interest, most enemies are little more than cannon fodder, lacking any meaningful point of differentiation. And free driving physics are frustratingly imprecise. Well, you can you know, just say that you know, it's a dated game altogether, so yeah, it's, obviously it has these kinds of issues. Now we come to the better one. Uh, the game that will probably make us think like, we have a good game and that is none other than civilization 6 and its new expansion i think it's actually an expansion i thought it was a new game but then i thought well it's just, it does say 6 and it's a it's an expansion it's a second expansion it's called gathering storm this so far has gathered 84 and i think i'm actually in love with this i'm gonna actually buy this one now what is different here that people like. First of all, you have natural disasters, you have weather implementations, and your choices in the world matter. Like if you build a nuclear um, station, it will of course affect your world, your everything. You may have global warming, sea level will rise. This is something that I actually love. I mean, if they're actually doing this, I gotta say props to you guys for doing this because this is making it more realistic and makes me more excited for Civilization 7, should it ever come, or even Civilization 6, as it's trying to do better and better to become more realistic. However, then we hear some people say that the New World Congress is not that great. They're saying it's, they're way too unpredictable and they're not even that good in their unpredictability. They're just, you know, you just want to kill them. Um, one of the magazines uh, for example pc gamer says gathering storm is an ambitious expansion full of welcome additions even if it does falter at the end multiplayer.it says the gathering storm is a good expansion with content targeted to the final part of the game well yeah it seems that you know if you uh, this expansion is for mostly for the modern era and does make sense but well it could have been nice if they added something for the older eras, like, you know, Renaissance or before, like, you know, industrial things. Because those kind of ramifications can be also seen there. If you can't do anything about it, you can at least see it. We have PC Games giving it 92 and says, Like a good wine, civilization gets better with age. Gathering Storm combines fantastic new ideas like natural catastrophes and climate change with fan-favorite features like World Congress to bring Civilization VI to its high point. Honestly, I haven't played Civilization VI. I still placed the fifth one. I think the fifth one is actually the best. Ever since I saw the reviews for the sixth one, I didn't dare buy it. 
But now seeing this expansion gets me excited. I'm going to wait for a sale and then buy it, of course. So there you have it. Five games that are being released on Valentine's Day or maybe in February 15th in your country. Um, so there you have it. These are the scores. They don't look that promising. For example, Far Cry New Dawn. I think I'll buy it when it becomes $20 next week. <laughs> Given... The reviews and everything, I'm pretty sure that's what's going to happen. Because usually when a Ubisoft game has terrible score, after a week it's going to have like 50% off. Examples, Steep, Watch Dogs 2, and Tom Clancy's... Um, I don't even remember the game, it was a stupid game. Ghost Recon something something, I don't remember. I remember the old ones, the old ones were better. So... Um, yeah, that probably will get a huge cut. Jump Force will obviously get a huge cut. And I'm not sure how long it'll take. We have to sit, wait for the sale numbers. But I will, I'm willing to bet that given these reviews, it will suffer immensely in terms of sales. So there you have it for Jump Force and Far Cry when it comes to Crackdown 3, another failure of a exclusive. For Xbox, <laughs> not really surprising anymore. Then we have, um, of course, Metro, which again, I think it will do fine for itself. We're not expecting huge numbers, but I think for itself it will be nice. Um, and then, of course, we have Civilization. Well, Civilization never really sells huge numbers, but I think for the fans, this will be something of a must buy because new things are being added. So, yeah. There you have it. These are all the reviews, all the things that people said about them and whether or not you should buy or not buy these games. My thoughts, wait for a sale. Don't buy them, you know, on the first day. Just wait till, you know, everything comes out about these games. Critics have usually their opinion. People have their opinion. But these kinds of things usually um, start to show themselves, like, you know, for... Um, definitive uh, opinions when you know it's like um, you know one week after the release of the game and you know everything about them like every uh, problem with the bugs things like that everything but you just have to wait it's like it's not something that can happen in one day user reviews before launch can be biased or not sometimes critical reviews again can again be biased so don't let that make you buy a game or not, but rather wait. Wait for the opinions of people. Um, wait for basically YouTube, best place, or Reddit, to see how people react to them, and you'll see you know, if it's worth your time or not. Well, anyways, thank you, for, thank you guys for joining. I hope you enjoyed this. Tomorrow, we'll have a talk about Alita, Battle Angel, which, spoiler alert, already failed as another anime movie made by Hollywood. Surprised? I'm not. We'll see you guys very soon, and bye for now.